I'm your girl, Latoya Francis, and you're listening to the On My Soapbox podcast. Hey guys, welcome back to another edition of the On My Soapbox podcast, the place where I come to be unfiltered and unadulterated on matters that might not be popular or might even bring some opposition. But this is my soapbox, and these are the things that I'm passionate about. Reflecting on the past year and the various conversations I've had with friends and family members coming out of 2020, it has been abundantly clear to me that we all have experienced perspective shifts in various areas of our lives. So over the the next coming weeks, I would like to invite you to join me on the journey of having intimate conversations with women I love and respect from all around the world and from all walks of life, all sharing the various lessons and perspective shifts they've experienced in the last year or up to this point in their lives. This series is called The Perspectives Project. For each podcast episode, there will also be an accompanying article posted on the francisthedreamer.com website that further shares our guest's journey. Today, I am speaking with the one and only Olivia Coleman, aka YG, aka Young Granola, and This morning, she's going to be sharing with us her journey, what perspectives have shifted for her, what learnings, what lessons she's had over the past year. So, Olivia Coleman, a.k.a. YG Young Granola, tell us a little bit about yourself. Hey, I'm 29. I have a dog. I am a spinster. I'm just kidding. I'm I'm not really, but, you know, um, I don't know, I guess... I try to live my life in a way that is just filled with adventure with God. And I think that my greatest purpose in life is to just to know him and make him known in whatever way that looks like, whether it's through poetry or whether it's through my paintings or Instagram, you know, building relationships with people and sharing about my journey. Yeah. 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 Like Olivia... Man, I'm telling you, from the first time I met her, like my life has definitely never been the same. The energy that she brings into the room when she comes in is, I think anybody that knows her says the same thing. Vibesy, funny, but when it comes to her walk with God, just how serious, yet how inspiring it could be, I think is what I would say if I had to say a little bit about her myself. So, Olivia... If you had to give your perspective shift or lesson learn a title, what would you call it? What would it be? The journey of greater intimacy with God or an invitation to the secret place with him, I would say. Invitation to the secret place. I like that. Yeah, because I think that for me, I had to come to a place of understanding as long as my goal is to just like journey with God into that secret place with him, journey with him into that place of greater intimacy, then I'll always be okay. And whatever that looks like, and life can look chaotic, life can look confusing, life can look traumatic in a lot of ways for me, because why be going through some stuff? And God started to show me that in order to journey through the things that I'm experiencing or the things that I have experienced, I have to keep my eyes fixed on the fact that the end result is to get into this place of greater intimacy with him. So good. So good. 
So you talked a little bit about your journey and walking through. Can you tell us a little bit about what would that look like? Like, what was that journey? What was that process of walking through? How did you even get to the place of realizing that it's not? Because a lot of times we find that when we face hardships, people just want to be taken out of it. Like, fix me, fix it now. But hearing what you just said just now, like, like how did your journey get to the place where you're now able to use verbiage such as walking through rather than take me out now? I have been in the place of, I mean, sometimes I still get back to the place of, Jesus, just take the wheel, take everything. I feel like I'm going to die. Like, this is too much. This is heaven. And it was in 2019, 2018, 2019, when I went to BSSM, which is Bethel Church's Ministry School. And I went through a really hard period of just reliving a lot of the traumatic things that I went through. I have complex PTSD. And with that, I got to a place where I was just stuck and I did everything I was, you know, Christian wise, I've done everything I was supposed to do, which was um, pray fast. People lay hands on me, pray for me, the works. And I still felt like I wasn't getting healed and I couldn't figure it out because I was in an environment that was so miracle focused and just, which I think miracles are absolutely beautiful and they still happen today. But I remember one day when I was in school and God just saying to me, sometimes I heal in a moment and sometimes I heal over time and it doesn't make one greater than the other. And it was like a revelation of sometimes when people are called to heal in a step-by-step process, it's important for you to journal that and to, to write and document a lot of that so that you can share with others how God did that work in your life. And that for me, it was like this thing of like a perspective shift of, I need to be focused. I need to be focused. I need to pursue my healing at all costs and not worry or not allow the weight of needing to be healed in a moment to overcome me because my focus needs to be intimacy with God and the healing journey. And it mm. didn't look like what everyone else expected. Yeah, that's, that's some powerful stuff there. Because even like this idea of, again, this instant healing or this instant get over it. Like I feel even in normal conversation sometimes with our family and friends and when people are facing hard times, I think sometimes we can come off a bit insensitive by saying, well, You've been around this mountain 10 times already, not realizing that maybe the journey around the mountain 10 times is what you need for your healing. Some people, it might take one time around and slam bomb, we good. Mm-hmm. But for another person, it might be that 10 time journey that actually does that full healing. And I know in your essay, when I read it, which is, I feel is super vulnerable and just brave. You mentioned about your difficulty of letting go of the past. And again, I feel like a lot of people, a lot of us, we have that difficulty of letting go of things that have hurt us, that have caused us pain. Given your experience and your journey, why do you think it's so difficult for many of us to let go of our past? I think that there's a big part of culture today that tells us that letting go is suppressing and numbing our past and forcing ourselves to forget. Some people medicate, like self-medicate with drugs or alcohol or work or relationships. 
and all of these other things in order to let go and move on. But there's a lot of studies that show that in order to fully move on and heal from experiences, trauma and so on, you have to grieve it. And healing looks like going through. In order to let go, you have to fate, like feel your feelings. You have to face mm. the pain. It has to be ugly and undignified, you know? Mm-hmm. And just grieve the loss and mourn the loss of your expectations and the fact that you were betrayed in whatever situation. And even like have that hard conversation with God, like, why weren't you there for me? Help me to see, you know, help me to understand and just grieve with him. And he'll take you through the process of healing. Mm -hmm. And so I think that a part of why it's hard for people to let go is that we're not taught how to. We're taught the exact opposite, which is Mm -hmm. shut up, move on, suck it up, you crying too much, Mm -hmm. or crying is a fool's. You know what I mean? And I really don't believe that that's God's heart. I don't believe it's his heart for us to just suppress things. I think that his desire is for us to go through with him because like in the Beatitudes, it talk about blessed are those who mourn for they will be comforted. And when you deny yourself of the ability to mourn and grieve the pains of your heart, you, you miss out on a facet of who God is. Yeah, so good. What, what are we doing right now? So good, so good, so good. Again, in reading your essay as well, right? This idea of being able to see God as comforter, right? That takes a level of vulnerability because... Personally, when I think about my relationship with God, I realized a while ago that my physical relationships that I have with family members, if I am not careful, I allow those relationships to determine what my relationship with God looks like. So on your journey, and you've probably already touched on this in some ways, but just this idea of being vulnerable. On your journey, how do you think letting go and vulnerability is related? The ability to be vulnerable and letting go, how are they related? I think it's an essential part of, like, vulnerability is an essential part of letting go. Because Mm -hmm. when I think about Jesus and his life and his ministry, there's a passage, I don't know where it is. Please don't judge me. I don't know. Like, say, (laughs) I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying. Um, But there's this passage that talks about, he came for those who are sick. And the people that are sick were the ones that know that they're sick, know that they need a physician. Yeah. Like it's, it's this idea of in order to let go, you have to acknowledge and, and be vulnerable about your area of brokenness. You need Mm -hmm. to shine light on that dark area in order for there to be healing. And it's like, you know, you go to a doctor, you have a disease or an illness. Like I have a chronic illness that I've been dealing with for the past couple of years and I ignored it for so long. And then when I came to a point of when it became so unbearable, I was like, I have to acknowledge the fact that I am sick and I can't slap a Jesus bandaid on this and be like, I gotta be fine. You know what I mean? Which in some cases is good. You know, some cases it's faith. Some cases it's just literally just ignoring your problem. And I had to make a decision to acknowledge I'm sick and I need help. And when I did is when I started to go on this journey of healing that looked like holistic healing. And for me, it required vulnerability in order to let go of my issue. And since I started to be vulnerable about that, going to get help, I was able to 
start to find the healing that I've been looking for for so long. And it's like that with just letting go in order to let go, in order to move on, in order to heal, you have to be vulnerable. You have to acknowledge. Yeah. So good. Anything else you want the people them to know? Yeah. That Jesus cares about every area of your life and it doesn't matter how messy or how confusing or even the rejection of church people. Like, Jesus is like, sometimes church people are foul. <laughs> they can be foul and they are not good examples of Christ himself. And I'm not going to lie. Sometimes I am not perfect. Oh, I mean, uh, I'm not, I, no, period. I, but I am church people sometimes. Yes, I was going to say that. <laughs> we, like we, right? listen, and, but keep going, yeah. And um, it's like understanding that he is so different and he's compassionate. This is so compassionate. He's so present in everything. And though he knows everything, he so longs for you to invite him in, to tell him what's happening. And in order to heal, in order to have a healthy relationship with God, in order to be a successful human being in this world, sometimes it feels like without him, nothing makes sense, you know? And when you choose to invite him into every area of your life, shopping, you know, grocery shopping, financial situations, and even how to be a parent, you know, he wants to hear about that. And he wants to give you wisdom. And the Bible talks about, you know, ask for wisdom and he'll give it to you generously. And he's so present in every trouble and every great thing that's happening in your life. And even in the mundane. And he so longs for your healing and for your restoration more than you long for it. Thank you so much, Olivia, for sharing with us and for the beautiful article that you wrote, just being so vulnerable and brave. I found a quote by Brene Brown on vulnerability that says, vulnerability is not winning or losing. It is having the courage to show up when you can't control the outcome. And I think hearing your journey to this perspective shift, I think, especially the last part of this, of having the courage to show up even when you can't control the outcome. So even when we want the outcome to be, God, deliver me now, but then it ends up being walking around the mountain 10 times. (laughs) It's having the courage to show up and just do what you need to do to get your healing, yeah? So our listeners, we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts on being vulnerable and letting go. Be sure to check out Olivia's article on francisthedreamer.com. Also, you can follow her on Instagram at BelovedOlivia and on her blog at BelovedOlivia.com. And this information will be in the description of the podcast. So look below and you'll find this information as well. Thank you for listening to the On My Soapbox podcast. I'm your girl, Latoya Francis. Until next time, stand for something or fall for anything.